0: Hi everyone, before this episode begins, we'd like to make an announcement, which we also did last week, but this is a different one.
1: No, it's just going to be a weekly announcement.
0: <laughs> this is just how we start the episodes now. I got
1: eggs yesterday. Manny
0: got eggs yesterday. It was delicious. Manny, tell us about your eggs.
1: Oh, they were uh, very good. They were natural. They were organic.
0: Very nice. Yes. Uh, but we actually do have something to do We announce. have a separate announcement. It has nothing to do with food. It has to do with something you can purchase mm-hmm. because we now have an enchantment Redbubble store. Oh my god. Where you can purchase merchandise from Enchantment Podcast and pertaining to Dragon Age in general. Mm-hmm. Right now we have four designs up, one of which you can find on our Twitter at Enchantment Cast. It's the symbol of the Coosland family heritage. Nope. Coosland family heraldry, uh, which is of course Devon's family, and it's colored to match the Enchantment logo. We also have a shirt. That says, let us see if she remembers the, the, the
1: steps. steps. That's the shirt I own.
0: <laughs> and we also have uh, a shirt for Marjolaine uh margarine Butter. <laughs> and we have a shirt for, oh, Orzammar for uh, Six Bits for a Tumble shirt. Yes. So right now, those are our four designs and more are to come. So please check out the Redbubble store, which you can find at redbubble.com slash people slash enchantment slash shop. Or you can search en- Enchantment Cast into Redbubble, and the link will be in the description of this episode. So we hope you take the time to check it out, and as always, we hope you enjoy today's episode.
1: Hi, and welcome to Enchantment, a Dragon Age Let's Play podcast. I'm Manny.
0: And I'm Brandon.
1: And this is episode 26, which is the number of my birthday.
0: Oh, really? Yes, June 26th. Oh. Like the date. Yeah, the date. I was like, (laughs) what is your birthday number? Oh, I mean, (laughs) um, I
1: I found out what my uh, life number is. What does that mean? Is that like
0: how many years you're going to live?
1: No, no. uh, Everyone's destiny is tied to their life number. (gasps) And
0: how do I find out what my life
1: number oh, is? Oh, you just type in your birthday in like a thingy and then you get it. I actually found this out. I found yours out. Wait, it's just like um, they they add the the numbers and then like it's 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 complicated. So it's a
0: it's a calculation.
1: It's a calculation. Uh my number is 8. Okay. Uh it's it's between numbers 1 through 11 or 1 through 10 or something. Okay. My number was 8 my, which uh signifies I am a natural born leader. And just so charismatic. That's Uh, good. Your number, I think, was five. (gasps) I Uh, was going to guess five. Five or seven. One of the two. Oh. Uh, Very... Into their mind. But you're not introverted. They said it was introverted. No, I'm not introverted. And then you could come off as rude, but that
0: wasn't... Oh, I try not to come off as rude. No,
1: no. I don't know why. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. You
0: know, it's funny. I'm also a Scorpio, and I feel like I don't match with what Scorpios are supposed to be. Mm. Because they're always portrayed as, like, standoffish a little, and, like, not very uh into human interaction very much. And it's like, oh, if you're close to a Scorpio, then they'll love you. But if you're not one of their super close friends, then they want nothing to do with you. Yeah. And I'm not like that.
1: Yeah, I'm a hundred percent a cancer. I'm I'm
0: just I I I, feel, I like, feel like that's something so mean to say about yourself, Manny. I don't, I you're am, great, and you you a cancers so aren't bad. <laughs> no, but you know, how people say that's cancer.
1: Oh, oh, that's.
0: Cancer. It sounds like you're saying you're like I'm 100 percent a cancer, a to, cancer the to the world.
1: <laughs> no. no, I am super moody. Yes, at points, but I'm also <laughs> very loving and empathetic.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah, 26. Uh, what did we do last time,
1: Manny? <laughs> oh, so last time, um. We finally finished the stupid election. We yeah. we, we met uh, what's-her-stupid-face, Branca. Yeah, Branca. And and she was crazy. We she killed was. her like that. She had siete golems. She had siete golems. And we also met the big golem. Uh, what the hell was his name again? Karadin. Carradine, yes. And he just fucking bounced. Into yeah, Nevada. he was just... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he made a very, hes very cinematically made a crown, an ugly crown.
1: A really ugly crown. I literally, as I said before, could have went to the doll store, get a crown that says Numero Uno Princesa, and he's yeah. it, like, this was forged on the anvil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then Stefan broke the anvil just using a hammer. Yeah, like really, it was like swing.
1: one swing. Yeah, that's
0: how powerfully, <laughs> and then yeah, Caradine just looking down
1: and went like flop, flop into the into the lava.
0: Yes, um, we learned that Shale was a woman officially. Yes, and that she was once a dwarf. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have that's doing in our brains. And the last thing we did was Oh, uh, we murdered Balin. Yeah, we murdered Balin <laughs> and all of his supporters in the middle of Congress. And <laughs> when you leave from the assembly and you go outside, you are then attacked again by Balin fanatics. So this place really isn't doing well, despite having fixed the problem. You know, it kind of reminds me of that SpongeBob episode where it's like, we saved the town.
1: And then it's like still on fire. It's a <laughs> yeah. butterfly episode. Yeah.
0: That's what I feel like leaving Orzammar, It's like, we did it. We saved the dwarves. But <laughs> everything's just crappy. And so... To tie up a few loose ends, we go over to Filda, who's the mother who's in just like the constant state of praying for her son Ruck, and we now have to
1: Tell her the awful like news of what's happened to her son.
0: Yes. If you'll remember Ruck was the dwarven man we found in the Deep Roads who became a scavenger living off of nothing but darkspawn flesh. Hello, we have to talk to her because we met her son Ruck. Oh, Ruck.
2: You've returned. With all the excitement over the new king, I never expected you to remember my poor son. Did you learn anything about my Ruck?
0: He's a dung eating lunatic. No, yes, but you might not want to hear it. Yes,
3: that's- What is it? Is he dead? Oh, please don't torment me.
0: Oh, there's only one option. I'm afraid Ruck went crazy after too long in the deep roads.
3: Crazy?
2: Oh, ancestors, save him. I've heard of this. Lost soldiers turning on each other, eating darkspawn flesh. Is that what happened to my boy? Why didn't you bring him home?
0: Trust me. He's too tainted to come back to Orton. Ruck didn't want you to see him like that. Yeah, that's the point was true.
2: Such a good boy. Still thinking of me after all he's been through. I have to go to him. He needs me. No. Oh, he must be so
0: frightened. Of no. Him.
2: So lonely. I thank you for what you've done. Even if you couldn't be bothered with more.
0: Wait, she's not going to go, is she? She's a fucking crazy bitch.
2: I'm going to find Ruck now. No, no, no I can save him.
1: You stop her. No, I can't talk to her. I'm oh, sorry. This is. This I is know. Not...
4: I can save. Listen,
1: him. she lives in this disgusting, freaking society. Let her do what she wants. Ugh, we should have
0: lied. This goes very poorly. This
1: town. I mean, Filda was one of the, ri- the the few ones that I was like, oh, you know. I, she was one of the few citizens that
0: I liked. Yeah, because she doesn't, she doesn't really seem to be all that invested in the no. politics.
1: But I mean, this is more about her son than anything. And yeah. you know, she's like, I'm going to go to the deep roads myself. Like, Felda, what the <laughs> fuck? You can't. <laughs> you can't. Leave your son. Be stupid in
0: there. <laughs> oh, my God, Maddie.
1: <laughs> I asked him to come. Okay. That's true. I mean, yes, he doesn't want to disappoint his mother, which I feel for him. I feel for him. He doesn't yeah. want her to be because like... She's going to feel sad all the time because okay. that's, like her son's different now.
0: Yeah. But like, come on. She's not going to be able to survive. She's not. She's going to die in there. We had to go all the way to Keridan's Cross, which for us was a starting point. But like in universe, that's not like where the deep road starts. And then you have to go all the way to the next area just to find Ruck. I mean, and there's like poisonous spiders everywhere. This
1: honestly makes me extremely sad because one, Ruck is a different person now. Mm. And he doesn't want anyone. He doesn't want to bring his mother pain. Yeah. But now without him knowing what's about to happen, he is his mom is going to die
0: because oh, of him. And he thinks she's safe. Yes. Oh no. So what do you think is gonna happen
1: oh, if her no. dead body's down there and he finds it?
0: You think he's gonna eat her? No, not eat her. Oh. <laughs>
1: Like be sad.
0: Yes, he'll be very sad. And
1: then it's gonna be oh my god, he's gonna be like I caused my mother's death, I should've went back.
0: Oh no. This is <laughs> This fucking town is terrible. Nothing can go well in Orzammar. This is just what we're learning. God. Is there anything that we haven't made worse? <laughs> we could still make Dag day. Shit. She's the only one. She's the only hope for Orzamar. Run free. You don't need to be here. I've had enough of these damned dwarves. dwarves. I'm sorry, dwarves, but you guys these are fu- you guys I- are fucked up. And you know what? I, was I thought this was gonna be the
1: more like happier or like funnier. Why? Thing. Because usually in, in like Lord of the Rings or like any fantasy thing, the dwarves are usually like comic relief. So we're finally exiting this awful, disgusting, fucking kingdom. Who I would enough?
0: expect that we got out alive? Honestly. I-
1: I'm shocked I came out alive in the game, and I came out alive <laughs> in real life.
0: Yeah, we made it through the deep roads and back. We d- did a whole election. We ended their crime lord reign. I
1: honestly, after the blight, I want... To attack this kingdom. Oh my god. Why? <laughs> because they don't know how to, f- they're, they're, they're animals. You want
0: to seize control of it? Seize control. Oh my god. They'd probably be better off because we would allow them to like go above ground if they want. Exactly. But we let them keep their religion.
1: I would allow them to make this a democratic state. I mean, Ferelden's not democratic, it's a monarchy.
0: Yeah, we need to work on that first
1: <laughs> um but yeah we're exiting and this is actually Ogren's first time seeing the outside world oh oh give me a moment is,
0: is everything, everything
4: all right?
5: right of course everything's all oh, right oh has he never been yeah. above ground uh, just give me one sodding moment by the stone i feel like i'm about to fall off the world with all that sky up there is it strange to you strange (laughs) strange is your wife turning out to prefer the ladies not living in a world without a bleeding feeling
0: that's a weird joke for him to make considering we just found out his wife had a lesbian lover I think it's kind of cute the way Ogren reacts, how he's like, Wow, there's so much sky up there. I feel like I'm gonna fall into the sky. It's very
1: cute. Um, it must be really like I mean, he's making a joke out of it. I guess that's his coping mechanism. What? Like, uh well, because you would think this is really oh, such a big thing. The
0: joke, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like the joke is probably his coping mechanism of how like to deal with oh my god, I'm outside. This yeah. is uncharted territory for them. They don't know how the rest of this shit works.
0: Right. Yeah, they they've never even been above ground because that you're just giving up everything to do so and mm. here he is joining us giving up all of his cast and whatnot just to help us in the blight yeah so that's really sweet of him and <laughs> it's just funny to me <laughs> because he's like weird is finding out your wife prefers the ladies <laughs> just Like we we fought Branca. And we found out she was having an affair with Hespeth, and you're gonna joke about that would be weird. That's
1: probably his coping mechanism. To just be like. It's probably really, he's he's trying to be sarcastic.
0: Yeah. And you know. Just self-deprecating, I self-de- guess.
1: Yeah, a little self-deprecating. Maybe Because he's like
0: a drunkard. Yeah. So maybe he feels not great about himself, and so oh he uses humor god. to.
1: Oh my god, this is. <laughs> I
0: didn't mean to go to that place. <laughs> We're going into a deep, <laughs>
1: dark place, Brandon. How about, do me, do me next. Do you? Do me do, like just define me over my actions, how I act.
0: What do it, my psychologically? Do you want me to say what your demeanor yes. is indicative of? <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. There's a lot of pressure to just do on Mike, and <laughs> I, I don't want to offend anyone. I don't, I don't want to. No, I. I. <laughs> I was just. Joking. I abstained to this activity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but after that. <laughs> <laughs> we are just leaving this entire area to finally be rid of this damn city.
0: What are we gonna be attacked by bandits on the way out too? I swear. Bailing fanatics. We found them. Are you happy to see the sky? Oh yeah, to see trees. It's so nice. It's
1: so beautiful. I would never ever want to live underground.
0: I love that in this moment. Throughout the whole game, we've been saying, you know, a lot of the areas are not very pretty. It's just kind of the same forest-looking textures and stone buildings. And now that we're finally out of Orzmar in the deep roads, it's like, oh my god, there are trees again. Uh, oh my and god, and there's sky
1: again. What's, the g- what makes it funnier is though, is that we thought Oresmar was the most interesting-looking area That's at true. first when we arrived, <laughs> and now we're just so tired of it that any other place with trees or a blue sky. <laughs> looks a thousand times better. It
0: does. The game has never looked so beautiful than after we got out of the dark and dreary deep roads. I think it's the night sky.
1: The night sky is done very well here. The
0: sky is it's like kind of purplish. It's
1: purplish. It reminds me of like a sky in the in uh Pinocchio with Aww. the beautiful stars. I'm like ugh. Oh. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna make a wish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true, it is very nice. And it's such a nice thing. Kinda like Ogryn. It's just such a nice thing to look up and see the sky again. And you don't feel like you're falling off. I feel like next time I go like camping or something, I'm gonna look in the sky and imagine like falling off the
1: Oh my earth. god, no. When I when I ever go upstate in upstate New York, uh I sometimes have a a mini panic attack Why? when I look at the night sky. Because, well, I see more stars, of course. At yeah. first, it's like, oh my god, how beautiful. And then it makes me go like, holy shit, anything could kill us at any moment.
0: Oh no! <laughs> like, I think of supernovas just flying into our planet. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, just like existential dread. <laughs> yeah, I I get a sense
1: of, which is weird because I'm the only one who feels that way when we go up there. Like, I enjoy it at first and everyone's like, oh my god, look how beautiful the sky is. And I'm like... Oh my God,
0: <laughs> I'm in danger at all points in my life. <laughs> oh my God! So that's how Stefan's feeling right about now, I guess. <laughs> I can't believe that dwarf quest. It's so <laughs> depressing and dark. And they're really no better. Like we got their support, but barely, barely got their support. Wow.
1: So, Brendan, how 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 does you how do you feel?
0: How do I feel? At the Orzmar, um. I just, I just feel really great. <laughs> I just feel amazing. I'm so glad that Harama is on the throne with his ugly crown. And he's just going to make it so great down there. And he's just going to unite everyone. Exactly. Even the Balin fanatics that I killed on the streets after, the- <laughs> <laughs> after anointing him Well, king. don't
1: worry, because they're going to be very compliant because they can't
0: make decisions. They can't do anything. And just like Balin himself, we killed, but you know, he's going to unite Orzammar. Just like, you know, unity. When you kill your political opponents. Yeah. Unity.
1: Unity. Perfect unity. We finally left that fucking disgusting hellhole. Oh my God, Manny. No, you don't understand, Brandon. I do. I was there the whole time. Hey, Brandon, <laughs> this is the worst part of the game. I thought the fade was the worst part of the game. No. Orzammar is the worst part of the game. <laughs>
0: There were parts of it that I liked.
1: I mean, okay, I like Dagna. I, oh, like, I like Dagna. I like, you know, at first it looked cool because it was somewhere that we've never really explored before. Yeah. Um, But after that, oh, and two bits for a tumble lady. <laughs> and you know what? I like Branka because she's fucking weird.
0: Oh yeah. So Bronca's kinda funny.
1: It's Bronca's a funny character. And we saw a Diastetas. So you know what? There are some highs,
0: but there are (laughs) a shit ton of lows. There are a lot of lows. I don't know. I just feel it's so harsh to say that all of Orzmar's a shithole. I mean, it—it's not exactly in a good place. I'll give you that. No, not at all. <laughs> because we left it with people dying in the streets, and I—I
1: I, I mean, I think you know what ma- bothered me the most of it. What every other place that we went to for these treaties, yeah, uh, didn't last that long. Like the mm. the the missions were straight into the point.
0: Yeah, they were a little shorter. They
1: were very short. We get to this fucking place. we just need to make one person king okay we'll just do rig an election what's the worst that we can do (laughs) but then we have to go stop a drug trade or stop a crime Yes, and then we have to go into the deep roads and
0: we have to kill a series of people oh we have to kill a a a series
1: of people in a gladiatorial battle Yeah, and then we have to go into the deep roads to find a woman who was there for two years who we're not even sure is still alive
0: you know how did she not go crazy? Because <laughs> isn't the only thing you're supposed to eat like darkspawn meat? Please. Bronca's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but she, what I mean is she didn't like, she didn't become like sickly looking like Hespeth and all that.
1: I, I mean. Maybe. Ooh. Ooh. Did she eat her people?
0: Oh, that's not what I was gonna oh, say. Okay. I was gonna, I was gonna say, what if they brought like food and supplies for the trip, and when everyone and she like sacrificed everyone to the darkspawn and kept the food and supplies that was supposed to last everyone. For like, a, like a shorter amount of time and she used it just for herself for a longer period of time that's what that's my my head canon
1: could she eat spiders or spiders like yeah i mean
0: i guess they're not dark spawn yeah they're not dark spawn. but when when do okay do the dark spawn and the spiders attack each other and if they do does that mean the spiders are infested because they attack with like biting
1: i'm not entirely sure uh what if she did come like she would come back in Curiosity. disguise but, but never yeah in disguise but never like no one just ever noticed because oh. the town sucks
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah uh anyway uh we made it to the camp yeah. and we have a lot to catch up with yeah because we haven't seen everyone in so long i
1: know it felt like forever yeah
0: but we're gonna start with someone we have seen who is shale because she just learned a lot about herself
1: also before we start oh. uh let's just focus let's just oh, yes. put attention uh so, you know, the past couple of episodes, the audio for the gameplay, like, sections were very different. Yeah, they
0: sounded a bit different than normal.
1: Um, this, since uh, we started a new gameplay session, it sounds like how we originally, re- like, recorded. Yeah, so we, we
0: switched back to our preferred yeah. setup. Let's talk to Shale. Sure. I'm sure, we learned a lot about Shale very recently. Yeah.
3: Shale of House Kadash. Is that who I once was? Yes. I find this difficult to believe. You're tall for Oh my god.
0: You're tall for a dwarf.
3: If I was this shale of House Kadash, as Carradine said, there must be some evidence of my existence remaining. I must find
0: it. You think something, something will trigger, trigger your memory?
3: I need to know that this is the truth, and not simply believe. What Karadin said, it has allowed me to remember one thing I believe I know where Kadash Taig is.
0: We can can go go there if you... You know, we can have it in our back pocket. We
3: don't have to do it right away. I will mark the location on its map. If we can journey there soon, I am most curious as to what we will find.
0: So, of course, Shale has her history to talk about, which she just found out while we were in the Deep Roads from Caridon. her
1: mind is so blown.
0: yeah. All she can remember is, is being a golem. So now it's just like, wow, I was a dwarf once. I was a squishy living thing.
1: It, might, it <laughs> must be really like fucked up in the head. Like, yeah. Just imagine your entire life you thought you were one thing. And then like out of nowhere they tell you like, oh, Manny,
0: you're a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I was what? <laughs> yes, we forged you a human body. <laughs> and then
1: like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what exactly- would be the
0: artifact that would create Manny? Like, what of the void would create Manny? Oh my god, I don't like know. the mouse ears of the void. The
1: mouse ears of of the void would probably create me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, if anyone really needs to know this, I'm just gonna like say right now. Um, I uh, am a giant Disney
0: fan, so like <laughs>
1: Disney kind of is. Me, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you, like when I think Disney, I think Manny. Like, oh yeah, Manny is the person I see when I think of like Disney fan.
1: <laughs> it's just I come to
0: mind. So yes, uh, just as Manny was forged, Shale was as well, <laughs> and she's obviously racking her head about all this, and she comes up with the idea that the house she supposedly belonged to, House Kadash, has a tag of its own, and we may be able to go there and learn more about how she came about as a golem. So this sounds like, of course, a side quest.
1: And it's not that I don't want to do it. <laughs> I think I, I, at this point in the night, I was just so exhausted.
0: Yeah, we were very tired. We were very tired. This is the same day, actually, that we played through the brood most of the deep roads. Everything yeah. from Ruck... On was still in the same this night. Was
1: a, this was like a good six hours.
0: Yeah, it had to have been. So we're obviously very tired. And the thought of doing more side quests, especially in the deep roads, is just overwhelming for us. Yeah. Well, then he's very mean to us, but let's see what he says. You called. Um, why were you imprisoned? Really?
6: Yeah. I caged myself. A weak mind is a deadly foe, as you are no doubt aware.
0: Exactly what? Happened.
6: I came to your lands with seven of the Beresad, my brothers, to seek answers about the Blight. We made our way across the Ferelden countryside without incident, seeing nothing of the threat we were sent to observe. Until the night we camped by Lake Callenhad They came from everywhere the earth beneath our feet, the air above us. Our own shadows harbored the darkspawn.
0: I fell. What happened to the other Kunari?
6: I am told no others survived I don't know how long I lay on the battlefield among the dead nor do I know how the farmers found me I only know that when I woke I was no longer among my brothers and My sword was gone from my hand. I searched for it and when that failed I asked my rescuers what had become of it And then I killed them With my bare hands. I did I knew they didn't have the blade. They had no reason to lie to me. I panicked Unthinking, I struck them down.
1: It's terrible.
6: I know I cannot justify what I have done. My honor is forfeit. That sword was made for my hand alone. I have carried it from the day I was set into the Beresad. I was to die wielding it for my people. Even if I could cross Ferelden and Tevinter, unarmed and alone, to bring my report to the Arashok, I would be slain on sight by the ant They would know me as Solas, a deserter. No soldier would cast aside his blade while he drew breath. Yeah, there's
0: a lot of information here. We'll Don't find want, it. We'll find
6: Perhaps those words are empty, but
1: thank you all the same.
0: Uh, Sounds like a quest to me. We have all these companion quests we need to do.
1: So we just finished talking to Sten. Yeah, our favorite person. Our fa- <laughs> nah. Uh, nah. <laughs> he, This is actually one of the rare times where we kind of get a little bit of a... Inside of Sten's psyche.
0: Yeah, he actually opens up a lot more than he does. Maybe he
1: just feels bad because, you know, we've not been taking him anywhere.
0: (laughs) He's like, this is the only way I'm going to get them to take me somewhere.
1: (laughs) It's like, oh no, I have a sword I need to get. Oh, okay, fine. (laughs) It's
0: like not even
1: real. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it it was here, I promise you, Sten. Okay. Okay,
0: I lied. I just wanted to go buy cookies. (laughs) <laughs> it's like the best part of Sten's Sten, character Sten
1: why did you do this <laughs> because cute. I want you to like me okay <laughs> we already do like you Sten just not enough <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh yeah he tells us a bit about how he was fighting near Lake Callenhad with some darkspawn everyone else died he was unconscious and then he was saved by these farmers and that was the same farmer family that he was convicted of murdering because when he came to, he freaked out and he couldn't find his belongings, specifically his sword. And he wrongfully blamed the family in a state of panic and then killed them with his bare hands. Um And now he recognizes that that's wrong, which is good because we don't like to kill people in any manner, let alone your bare hands. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. No. Um... So he at least recognizes that's wrong. It kind of would have been nice to know this before we set him free.
1: Yeah, because do you think we would still set him free? Like
0: if we knew the full story? Uh Like, do you feel like this paints him more or less sympathetically? Because when we freed him, we did know that he killed a family. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I think this is... Honestly... I am more sympathetic to him Mm -hmm. right now because he recognizes it was a mistake.
0: I agree. And that's more than we got when we did agree to free him. Yeah. Which, like, what if we freed him and he was like, oh, yeah, I murdered those filthy humans. I murdered those (laughs) filthy humans and I'm going to fucking
1: kill you too. Like, whoa, (laughs) whoa, someone return the key. Like, we invited him him to to
0: our camp and to our ranks. I mean, we never use him, but (laughs) we put our trust into him without really knowing this. So this is... At least a little comforting to know that his moral compass, yeah. steers him the right way.
1: Imagine it would be like horrible if like we told him to leave at one point, and then he comes in and murders one of our teammates. Oh my god! Mad. Oh my god! That should be part of the game. Like they come back with a vengeance. They come back with a vengeance and kill, like not kill you, kill someone you care about the most, kill the person you loved
0: <laughs> that you romance. Oh
1: no! That oh my god!
0: That, that would be crazy. That would, that would be, be really effed up. I I think. Bioware. The if there's like some.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there needs to be some revenge like thing that you have to put in. So if whoever, oh. like if, let's say you you kill a hardened person. Yeah. And like, no, you don't kill a hardened person. One of your teammates is hardened and you send them out to not be on your team anymore. Yeah. They should come back and kill someone you like.
0: <laughs> oh my God. That would be awful.
1: Wake up and you see like their body like, <laughs> just, like just, just plastered all over the t-
0: <gasps> camp. There actually is a way for you to like fight Sten and him die. um, Really? Yeah, it happens during the mission for the Urn of Sacred Ashes. While you're in Haven, he can stop you if you bring him along and be like, why are we doing this useless mission? Like, We could be doing other things to stop the Blight, but instead you're going for these ashes that may not even be real to revive this one person. Mm -hmm. And if you don't handle that very diplomatically, (laughs) there's a chance that he'll be like, I'll attack you right now, and then he attacks you and and you kill him. You kill him. I'd
1: be so angry because like I went through all that <laughs> trouble to to freaking get him out of that For him damn birdcage.
0: Like, say that what we're doing is a waste of time. Yeah. But you know, we don't get that, and we don't get many of these things because yeah. it turns out he at least likes us enough to confide in us the truth. Yeah. And ask us to help him with the sword. Yeah. So new side quest.
1: Yeah. And then next is our first conversation with Ogren here at our camp.
0: Yeah. A welcome aboard conversation. All right, Ogryn. Welcome. Come to talk to old Ogryn, have
5: you? Don't know why.
0: I actually know more about
5: you. What about? Are you fine with what just happened with Bronca? Oh, sure. I'm fine with it. I mean, she was a real firebrand between the sheets, but a bit soft in the oh. skull, you know oh. what I mean? Explains why she left, anyway. You're, You're handling, handling
7: this well. Like what?
5: Bronca? <laughs> That treasure has been long buried. I mean, you yes, tried to that's search for her for t- two years. You people whine like
0: tea kettles around here. August. Can we try that again? This really brief conversation with Ogryn kind of reinforces. What I said earlier about how his drinking and his like nonchalant mannerisms are a coping mechanism. Yeah. Because he's just like, oh, Bronca? Yeah. Oh, I knew that was a lost cause. I'm fine. But you spent two years trying to advocate to find her. Like
1: he really was hurt that she was gone.
0: Yeah. Like the first time we saw him, he was arguing with someone in the streets being like, we've never go found her. It's two years. She's our only power ground. We need to find her. And now we're talking to him here after killing her and finding her. And he disapproves when you kill her. And he's like, oh, it's fine. I knew that was a lost cause. She's always been crazy in the head. I mean, maybe
1: he's trying to... But let's, let's look at the sequence of events for him. Mm-hmm. So first he finds out that his wife is <laughs> uh, sleeping with another woman. Yeah. So that's already rocked his head. So he's probably angry at her at this moment.
0: Yeah. Then he finds out that she's fucking crazy. And like basically sacrificed her entire house to the darkspawn. Yeah.
1: So I think this entire him, he's telling himself that, you know, her dying. Yeah. Uh, like she deserved it. She definitely deserved it. And that's why he's going like, oh, it was it was a lost cause. Like he's trying to make it seem like, oh, he never loved her. Right. Even though
0: like right now he's probably like. He's like acting like he saw it coming. Yeah. But he was clearly advocating to try to save her. Yeah. And then I guess I think you're right that when in the deep roads, he he kind of had to face the truth that Branka was malicious and yeah. a- in it for herself and her mm-hmm. personal gain for the anvil and whatnot. Yeah, I, I just guess this is his way of coping with that. Yeah. And we didn't really know him very well. So I could see why he's not willing to open his heart like I loved her and this, yeah. and that, you know. But it's <laughs> for our first conversation with him. It's kind of off-putting to be like, "Oh, this is how you feel about all this like traumatic stuff like, we this, just went through." Yeah,
1: like this is clearly not how he feels. He's right now. He is in pain. He has to be he, right.
0: His his wife is dead.
1: Even though yes, she did terrible things, he probably still has a little inch of love for her in there. Yeah, because you know they were married. Right. Yeah, and like, right in his world is just upside down. His wife cheated on him. His wife became a crazy bitch lady. <laughs>
0: yeah, and he he murdered her. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he was forced to, a- to help murder her. And he says like, oh, she was fiery in bed, but she was always a little soft in the skull. Mm. Like maybe he's trying to reduce, like, downplay what their relationship was. He's trying to, to be like, yeah. oh yeah, the sex was good. Yeah, just to like downplay how much she really meant to him. Yeah. That's my thought. That's my thought, too. Yeah, so (laughs) after this, uh, we decide to try again at another shot at talking to him. I'd like to know more about you. What about? I'm talking to Ogren. Just random stuff. How do you like the surface?
5: It's sodding great. At first, I was a little queasy with all that air, but there's just so much of it. No one has any idea who you are or what you're doing. Any ale? Who'd have thought? Ale made with grain. (laughs) Aye, the surface is great. It's like a big, bright world of filth without a ceiling. My kind of place. Hey, let's go find something to kill, huh? All this
0: talk makes my hands twitchy. We don't get too much more on the subject in this conversation, but at least we find out that he kind of likes it above ground.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's enjoying the sky, <laughs> it's, everything's open, you know, I'd be happy if I, you know, if I was someone who was living underground for years, and then I came outside, I'm like, look at the stars. It'd be such them. an eye-opening experience. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably be in like euphoria, I, I'd like <laughs> just be going crazy.
0: Yeah, and I just, I have to tie it back to the whole Bronca thing, because I feel like He's so overwhelmed with the change of scenery to something that he's never seen before in his life that maybe that's why it's not like clicking all the like trauma he's been through
1: <laughs> i that's probably why yeah um. I- I understand where he's coming from. I understand his coping mechanisms. I feel like eventually it's gonna
0: spiral. He's <laughs> right? gonna
1: spiral. Like he's gonna like just start trashing shit like FUCK
0: Bronco. He's just gonna get really drunk one night. Yeah. And he even says, like, oh the ale up here made with grain. So he's he has had alcohol here already. Mm-hmm. So he is using alcohol still. I guess as a way to like cope yeah. with his emotions. It, I feel like I keep bringing this to this dark, serious place. But I feel like I have to because it's just so weird that he's so nonchalant. And he's like, yeah, I'm enjoying myself up here. It's
1: bothering me a lot because whenever I deal with someone, when, someone I know, yeah, when something bad just happened to them
0: oh. and they're acting
1: really calm about it you like i get worried mm, because i'm like oh no you you need you need to release yeah
0: (laughs) and like you kind of know that the gears are kind of going in their head about it yeah and they're just not comfortable enough to really talk about it or address it yeah that is what this feels like i kind of agree but we're not close enough to ogren to really pry any further i don't think no not at all yeah so it's kind of a messy situation, even though Aogren's saying he's all fine. We and I feel like Stefan also can kind of pick up on there being some disconnect between I, I, how he's I acting. Mean,
1: oh, I mean, Stivon, mind is us. <laughs> That's
6: and, true, and we're
1: very attentive to when someone you you could tell that someone is not uh-huh. in the right mindset or like some mm-hmm. there's something wrong.
0: Mm. So I yeah, I would like to think Stevan is that way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we leave him to it. He seems to just want pleasant conversation. So that's what we have with him. And then we continue on to talk to other people. Namely, we walk on over to our friend, Leliana. What will you do when this is all over?
4: Mm, I have not given this a lot of thought. What will I do? We've traveled far and wide. Does it need to end?
1: I would like to see the world too.
4: There's so much out there. Adventures to be had and stories to be told. I want to be part of it all. I might need some company. And you're not too irritating. You're welcome to come along if you like.
1: I would love to.
4: It is settled then. You and I wandering the world, seeking our fortunes. I can't wait.
0: That's sweet. That's very sweet. Liliana and Stefan out in the world together.
1: So this is actually one of my favorite moments that's happened Aww. in the game. Um, It's very cute. Yeah. I feel, besides Alistair and Stevan, yeah. the second closest relationship is Alistair. Uh Steven and Liliana, I agree it is a very brother sisterly kind of relationship, yeah. just like how Alistair is a very brother like mm-hmm. sibling kind of. It's very beautiful, yeah, and you know the fact that she wants to travel with us she wants oh, it, it just it
0: makes me smile it, it's
1: so it's so cute I, I just feel like it's gonna like be like a monde like. Dragon Age will end with, like, Leliana <laughs> and Stavon, like, on a hilltop, just going, like, nodding at each other and riding on horses as they go into the <laughs> sunset and it'd be like, their adventures continue.
0: Yeah, it's it's a nice thought, especially since the blight can be so drab and gloomy and dire to know that, like, they're planning for their future to be bright and full of adventures. Yeah. and. Conversations with Alistair have been similar, where we've talked about like, oh, you know, we'll still be able to have a home somewhere after this. Yeah. Like, to know that these people are thinking about what their lives will be like after the Blight, and that they plan on their lives, including each other after all this. Is It's very, it's really re- nice. It's
1: really nice. I think this is why I can clearly tell why I like specific characters. Yeah. Um. I like Alistair and Eliana a lot because they have an optimistic uh-huh. look on how things are going to end. Right. While like someone like Morgan is very <laughs> cynical. She's yeah. not pessimistic. Oh, no, she's pessimistic in mm-hmm. a way. And, but she's very cynical.
0: Yeah. and, and Sten's kind of the same way. And Sten's kind of the same way. So is Shale, but Shale's a little more charming about it.
1: <laughs> Shale is sarcastic.
0: yeah, because shale's like, wow, what are you what are you up to? Are you just thinking about how impossible the task of Heder you is? Yeah. Like, like yeah, it's very sarcastic. L- yeah. like Shale t- does it as a joke. Yeah, possibly. I mean, Shale, I feel like, wouldn't be helping us if she didn't have belief in the cause because yeah. she is free to go wherever. Mm-hmm. I don't know where in the world people would accept yeah. the golem into their society, but... <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, like, I would say Morgan is on the pessimistic kind of side. Yeah. While Sten is on the more realist. Like, he... he, mm. he he wants it to end. He want, He's very into trying to, you know, yeah. saving the world. He's not like, oh, we're just going to die and blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's just a realist. He's looking through all the ways that this can go wrong, but also <laughs> yeah. all the ways that it can go right.
0: Yeah. And from what we tell of Ogryn, from what we've seen, I feel like he's kind of neutral. Yeah. Like, obviously, he believes in the cause because he's left his home. Yeah. But he's just so nonchalant about it. It's hard to really tell yeah. what his outlook is, yeah. especially since we've had him for so mm-hmm few times. What few about Wynne? Wynn's definitely optimistic but she seems...
1: She's like an optimist realist kind of person. Yeah,
0: like she's very wise mm-hmm. and I feel like she's very... She's able to look at everything objectively while still able to impart knowledge that like leads to an optimistic outlook. Yeah. But this is just so sweet that yeah. Liliana wants Stevan to be part of her life after all of this. I That's it's like beautiful. one of my favorite things. Yeah.
1: Is there something we can do to
0: cure you?
4: Cure me? What? Am I sick now?
0: <laughs> uh, you're a little dead.
4: Even you know that you cannot cure the dead. And I'm not the only one dying. You are too. <laughs> I'm just more efficient about it. Huh.
0: Oh, child. Why is she so, not so long? Your
4: concern is heartwarming. But death comes to everyone. And it is not something to fear. You're not afraid? People fear not death but having life taken from them. Many waste the life given to them, occupying themselves with things that do not matter. When the end comes, they say they did not have time enough to spend with loved ones, to fulfill dreams, to go on adventures they only talked about. But why should you fear death if you are happy with the life you have led? If you can look back on everything and say, yes, I am content, it is enough. Are you content? I think I've led a good life, a full life. And I, for one, am not afraid of death, whatever it may bring. They say that when you die, your spirit travels through the fade and returns to the maker. And after that, we'll see, won't we?
1: What a wonderful... so positive about everything. So
0: wise. This kind of ties back in to what we were talking about before, where we were kind of talking about what everyone's outlook is on the Blight and about how Leliana and Alistair are sort of making plans for the future. And Wynne has an interesting outlook because we know that there's a spirit inside of her kind of keeping her alive, and we don't know how long that's going to last. Yeah. And she seems very content with the idea of this being the end. She's just like, oh, I'm not sick, you know, I'm just going through life faster than you are, you know? (laughs) She's she seems very content and she gives some wisdom about how she views life and how she's come to accept her own death when it comes. And it's content and realistic, but it's also
1: has a a bit of optimism in there.
0: Yeah. In a weird way, it's optimistic. She's coming to terms with her eventual fate, even after the blight passes. Yeah. And there's something beautiful about it, but also very melancholy as well. I mean,
1: you know what it is? It's, the reason why it's not pessimistic or realist, it is realist, mm-hmm. but she's not going like, oh, like, this is the end. Right. You know, I have to just deal with it. Yeah. Like, she's going like, you know what? This is my end. And you know what? I'm happy about it. I lived my life. Yeah. And like, she's
0: kind of, she's contributing to one last cause. Yeah. Right. For the greater good.
1: She's not looking at it through a dower.
0: No. She's not form. like, I'm going to die anyway.
1: So what's the point? Yeah. It's like. It's like, you know what, I'm going to die, but let me make something of myself.
0: Yeah, she's not suffering from like existential dread. You yeah. know, she's she has an outlook that you would kind of want when yeah. you're getting older and you may look back on your life and you want to feel happy with the life you've led. And it seems like she feels that way. Even though she's spent most of it in the circle, I'm sure she's made such an impact that she seems, you know, proud of her life that she's led. So there's something beautiful about it. Bittersweet, but I like it a lot as well. Hey,
7: babes. Uh, you gone? Oh my god. I want to discuss something personal. Again? I'm game. Oh my god. Never
1: mind. Never mind. Zevran, it's like you only care about sex.
0: I mean, there were other options.
1: No. Phenomenal. Ask
0: way <laughs> Maybe if you cared more about him in non-romantic ways, okay. there'd be more options romantically. That's actually very true.
7: You call? Can you carry answer some questions? Can I respond in poetry? No? How sad? Uh tell me a little about Antiba <laughs> Oh, so you wish to know about Antiva, do you? <laughs> The only way to truly appreciate it would be to go there. It is a warm place, not cold and harsh like this Ferelden. In Antiva it rains often, but the flowers are always in bloom. Wonderful. Therefore, so the. Sun How goes. beautiful. How pretty. Don't you want to go back? <sighs> it's not really a matter of wanting to go back. I cannot go, at least not yet. I hail from the glorious Antiva city, home to the royal palace is a glittering gem amidst the sand my Antiva city do you come from some place comparable? I was born in the north oh? <laughs> I have never seen <laughs> that place I am sure it has its charms <laughs> and its dogs <laughs> uh-huh. you know what is most odd? we speak of my homeland and for all <laughs> its wine and its dark haired beauties and the lilo fruits <laughs> of the minstrels <laughs> I miss the leather the most is some kind of is that some kind of euphemism? It may as well be, but not this once, no. I mean the smell. For years, I lived in a tiny apartment near Antiva City's leather-making district, in a building where the crows stored their youngest recruits, packed in like crates. I grew accustomed to the stench, even though the humans complained of it constantly.
1: Your home is still there, Zefran.
7: True, and it's a comforting thought. One simply never knows what is to come next. How could I have suspected I would end up defeated by a handsome Grey Warden? A man who then nice. spares my life? I could not. Handsome? Uh, hmm. Perhaps that was a poor choice of words. Uh, true, though it is. Do you object? Not at all. It's, it's just unexpected. And glad I am to hear it. Now, if it is all the same to you, I would prefer not to speak more of Antiva. It makes me wistful and hungry for a proper meal.
0: See, he called
1: you handsome. Called me handsome. All right, I'll stay. Despite
0: your huge mustache.
1: So my mission to, you know, have... Ze- I mean,
0: we got a bit from Zevrin this time. We did, yeah. It started a little impatiently because you, you went straight for the, I want to ask you something personal. And the only options were like, let's have sex and leave forever. But then we went back for a second attempt to talk about non-romantic things. Yeah. Like how is Mm Antiva since he's not from Ferelden and we find out he lived in the city kind of in poor conditions and it was kind of cute the story about leather about how leather the smell of it is kind of comforting to him because to most it would be like a bad stench but since that signified his home he kind of. It kind of makes him feel comforted. Yeah, it's cute, but it's also like kind of sad.
1: I mean, well, we've talked about Zevran's past before. Yeah, Uh, especially you know after we gave him the gloves. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah. He talked about you know his life in the whorehouse and all that stuff. Um, This does just add to the fact that he had a troubled life. He did when he was growing up, and Mm -hmm. him being this charmer and you know being all. Physical and sexual is
0: probably his own coping <laughs> mechanism. <medication>. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we also found out that he was sold to the Crows. Yeah, He didn't join them willingly, really. That was just kind of the life he was forced into, mm-hmm. which is why he was so willing to jump on board with us. But if we hadn't offered him that kind of home, then he would just be a failed member of the Crows who would have yeah. been killed for losing his mission. So, this is probably one of the few times in his life where he actually has something substantial to yeah. strive for that's his own choice, you know?
1: Yeah, what is with our some of our team members and having kind of, a like, toxic addic- addictions? It's just like, we have Ogren, who's an alcoholic. <laughs> Zevran, who I'm pretty sure was a
0: sex addict. <laughs> uh, Morgan,
1: who probably has something, I don't know. <laughs>
0: I de- there are definitely a lot of common themes between the characters, and at one point, I do want to really be able to dig in and talk about like what makes them similar to each other and also distinct at the same time and what makes them like sympathetic and understandable but also flawed because mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot to go into with each and every one of these characters, which really sets Dragon age apart, I feel like, yeah, like all these characters are very unique, and a lot of them you really come to respect and understand like Leliana and Wynne and even Morgan and Sten, they all have their kind of motivations that bring them to the same goal, you know, and Zeverin here kind of shows that his path leads him to be a certain way Mm -hmm. and brought him to this point with not only this family unit that we have, but also to Stevan in a romantic sense, which Perhaps this is like, you know, oh, Stefan's the only person he truly romantically feels for and that's why he's unable to have that like explicit of a romantic attraction because yeah. he's so used to just having physical attraction. You could say that as well, you know, yeah. based on his upbringing. So there are reasons for him to be a little flirtatious as opposed to romantic. Yeah. But I can at least appreciate that his character is that way because it is true to who he is, even if it's not like our cup of tea. Yeah, that's my, that's that's yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, and next we're gonna talk to Alistair, um, our failed love interest, but, failed, but our good said, good I friend. Just,
1: uh, he's unfortunately straight, but we
0: love him. I had another dream of the Archdemon. Yes, me Also, too. I saw him? And I got the feeling yeah. at the
6: end there that it saw us, was aware of us, whatever you want to call it. I love that armor. could have just been my really? imagination,
0: I suppose. I think the Archdemon needs to die quickly.
6: Well, short of waltzing through the entire Darkspawn horde and tapping it on the nose, I'm not sure just how we're supposed to do that. But killing the Archdemon is the general plan, I understand. Good to have you on board. I guess one thing is certain, at least, isn't it? It's official. This is a blight.
0: Yeah.
1: You're just so enthusiastic, Brandon.
0: (laughs) We are just so tired this night. Yeah, Yeah. that's well established. And you could tell in our voices that we're just kind of going through the motions. And in, in the camp, not only are we talking to everyone, but we also have to, like, manage our inventory and level up people. And it's all just so tedious after hours and hours of deep roading. Yeah. What I find funny is that Alistair and Stevan speak about the Archdemon, but it's never brought up that the Archdemon—that we saw the Archdemon in the deep roads. I
1: know. It's like <laughs> we saw it in person. We had the chance. <laughs>
0: we could have just killed him.
1: It would be like, you know what, man? We just have to solve this stupid political
0: thing. <laughs> just as a favor, but we already defeated the Archdemon.
7: Imagine
1: at the lands meet we'd be like, it's like, and what do you have to do, Grey Warden? It's Like, I killed the Archdemon.
0: Already. Already. I and you're be- out here playing games. Exactly. <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> it's just funny how it's never brought up. But uh, it's a blight. It's dour. That's basically what we have to say about Alistair at this point. Um, but it's time to move on from the camp and go forth towards our next task. All right, it's Dagna Circle Camp Time. Dagna Circle Camp Time. Well, actually, we did the camp part already. Dagna Circle Circle Time.
1: Dagna Circle Time.
0: That was two weeks. That is insane. They're literally next door. And it's two weeks. We've gone so far. Imagine, like, how long has it been? Like, two years? Imagine that
1: Blanca did all that shit. Ah.
0: I like the phrase Dagna Circle Camp Time. It sounds
1: like a uh, like a kid's show on <laughs> Nick Jr. <laughs> Dagna Circle Camp Time! Yay! There's a, Yay there, there's, a, there's a There's a puppet on it too.
0: <laughs> it's just a kid's show. Dagna Circle Camp Time! We're gonna learn how to make potions and runes. We're gonna go up and eat some prunes. Eat some prunes. I was going to say sing some tunes. Oh. But it didn't come until now. Oh. Oh, I'm so excited for this television show of ours. <laughs> I think Dagna would make an excellent kid show host, though. Oh, my She's God. She's so perky. I
1: w- <laughs> I wish we had like the talent of animating something because I would so <laughs> animate just like a five minute episode of Dag the Circle Camp.
0: I, I don't know why, but in my head I'm imagining Lazy Town. I, I'm imagining a mix
1: of Lazy Town and the intro to Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> like, like the the mages at the circle oh uh, kind of annoyed at her because she's just <laughs> like, she's like this wacky like little dwarf just like going around like, yeah like she's on like a cart going
0: down (laughs) (laughs) and the night enchanter is like
5: oh dagna
0: (laughs) it's dagna (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um yes uh but on our way to the circle we find ourselves in a um in a random encounter but The special thing about it is that not only are there darkspawn, but there's Redcliffe soldiers helping alongside us. I love having friends. (laughs) Me too. It kind of becomes a theme from here on out. We saw earlier that some circle mages helped us, and two of them died, which was kind of sad. Yeah. But this time, it's Redcliffe soldiers, and in the future, we'll see elves help us. And it becomes a recurring theme that throughout the game, the random encounters are very lonely, and they kind of become more and more full of people that are on our side. And it really does feel like we're building an army. Yeah. That, like, we're traveling around Ferelden and we see all the people that have come to help us throughout Mm -hmm. our journey. And there's something nice about that, that, like, as time goes on, they're coming to help for the cause. And when you talk to them, they're like, we're on your side, Warden. It's uh, it's amazing. It's It's so nice. It's
1: like, oh, my God, my actions are doing something. It does. It feels
0: like your actions are contributing, especially since... It was our decisions that led to, like, the endings of each mission. It really feels like what we've done is making it so that each of these communities are able to help us in this cause. It really feels like we're rallying everyone together.
7: Our Lehman
5: sends his regards, Warden. We're trying to keep the roads clear and safe. Well, that's nice.
1: Very kind.
0: They're just doing a good job out here. Mm. Doing their best.
1: So we finally made it to the Circle Tower.
0: Yay! Or at least we're about to, because we just got to speak to our friends, the Redcliffe Soldiers, and now we're back off on our way, feeling confident that we have friends to help us. And <laughs> now that we've established this show... This television children's show. I am just imagining, like, this is the season premiere, like, this is how it opens... <laughs> With Stevan and his friends coming and like convincing the first enchanter to allow Dagna into the circle.
1: I mean, Dagna's Circle Camp, or is it just called Dagna at this point? I guess it's called
0: maybe like Dagna's Circle or something. Yeah. Or like, hmm. I think Dagna's Circle has a better Dagna's Circle? Yeah. It kind of sounds like Dagna's Circle when I'm saying Dagna's Circle. Dagna's Circle. Dagna's Circle. Dagna's circle i it's the it's the two s sounds, yeah. but whatever we call it, we need a brainstorm, but I feel like this is the season premiere like this is the opening sequence yeah. is us like going and allowing them in, and it's like the nice mage like character who's always on her side and then the Templar who's like kind of uptight and <laughs> isn't approving of this dwarf joining is like not the antagonist, but he's like the Mr. Mosby, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Like no dwarfs running in my lobby Oh my god <laughs> love this. And Dagna's like I'm sorry sir I'm just running to get some ingredients for my potions
1: <laughs> But it's just amazing to I am me I'm now just imagining Dagna's like Hi I'm Dagna from Dagna's Circle And you're watching Disney Channel <laughs> do, 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 do.
0: <laughs> Yes and here is the opening scene Where we convince the enchanter Welcome back
2: friend You'll be glad to learn that the circle is well on its way to recovery
0: Dagna Orzammar wishes to study magic Orzammar?
2: Indeed <laughs> You have piqued my curiosity It is common knowledge that dwarves lack the aptitude for spellcraft She will never be able to weave the simplest magic no matter how hard she tries.
0: Hmm,
1: I don't think she minds. She still wants to learn, though. Yeah.
2: Fascinating. <laughs> I suppose the circle should be flattered.
0: She's willing to give up casting clan for this. Should we say that she's willing to give up casting clan or just say she I wants to learn? I think she's willing to
1: give up casting clan.
0: But what if he's like.
2: I see. If she is willing to sacrifice so much for this, then we should feel honored. Tell Dagna of Orzimar that this path will not be easy. But if she chooses it, then she is welcome here at the Circle. She will live and study with the Tranquil and perhaps the Apprentices when it is appropriate. Thank you.
3: Thank you for
2: Ah, If only the Circle was in better shape. I fear she may be disappointed when she arrives. This will be interesting. <laughs> she could tell us much about our dwarven neighbors.
0: Look at me about neighbors. the are shitty fucking people. The They're so rise, close. The idea, Two weeks away. I shall Two weeks, weeks away. Ridiculous. Ridiculous.
7: ridiculous.
0: That
2: perhaps things are starting to look up for the circle. Aww. Thank you. I wish you well. No, you will always be welcome here. Thank you.
0: How nice.
1: Alright. We're gonna go back to- I'm actually feeling really happy right now.
0: Really? Yeah. I'm no way?
1: Cause we're gonna go tell this girl that, hey, you get to go to school here.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's gonna leave her whole family forever. But, but she's going to achieve her dream. She is. That is really nice
1: thus begins se- <laughs> season one episode one of Dagna's uh, circle
0: yeah she's finally able to join the circle and I'm just imagining in my head all the characters like you can have the bully mage kid who's like you'll never be able to do magic like we can and she has to like prove herself as an asset to her peers and then there's like her friend mages who are kids like apprentices still coming up and they can have their own side quests of like trying to master apprenticeship and whatnot <laughs> and i imagine She has like a tranquil who's her friend. Yeah, oh my god,
1: (laughs) his name's Steven.
0: (laughs) Just like, hi, Steven, let's make some runes today. That'll be fun for you. It'll be a lot of fun. Come on, let's put some work into it. As you wish. (laughs) (laughs) And I just imagine the bully boy coming by, like, oh, you're hanging out with him again, are you, Dagna? Yes, she is. (laughs) You're just making your runes while we're doing real magic. She's enjoying her time here. <laughs> I'm not talking to you, Steve. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like the deadpan, like, straight man of all the conversations. He's like an
1: audience. <laughs> <on> <laughs> <lap track. laughs> every time Steve comes in,
0: hello, and his claps every time he comes in. <laughs> and Douglas is like, are you ready for some work, Steve? We're going to make some runes today. If that is what you wish, I shall do those. Oh Steve, he's so silent (laughs) That
1: I am For I am the Tranquil I have no emotion. <laughs>
0: it's played by an actual tranquil. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a great show. Oh, honestly, I want to see this show. I- I'm,
1: I'm. I feel like cured. it has a lot of
0: potential. It has a lot of potential, and <laughs> I could just see her like rising up. in like, there's so many things that I can imagine it kind of borrowing from. Like, I see it as someone who's kind of like your everyday like plucky girl, and she's brought up and she's brought up to this tower that has rigid rules. But even though she's plucky and quirky, she just has a true. Passion for it. She's kind of like Leslie Nope.
1: It's like a mix of Parks and Rec, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, and Sophia the First. <laughs>
0: oh <my goodness. laughs> all, all mixed together. I guess something that I thought of was do you remember the sequel to That's a Raven, Corey in the House? Yeah. Oh, oh no. I'm imagining it's like Dagna in the Circle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in circle. So it's like the show, Stavon, like, Stevon's show is the main show, and then Dagna is a spinoff.
0: Oh, I didn't even think of Stevon's show being a show. I just thought this was, like, Dagna's show. I
1: mean, like, honestly, like, having a show just start with these random strangers asking if this dwarf girl could come in without <laughs> any context is, like, I feel like if this was like a televised medium well maybe it's like
0: this is the future that this becomes a show and this is telling the story of like we all know about stevon's travels through the blight through the fifth blight but did you know that he helped a girl become so it's like that scene where forrest gump meets the president Like, (laughs) obviously, the president is the bigger story, but we're not following him. We're following Forrest. Exactly. It's like uh, this. It's like, we all know Stavon, the historical figure, but this show isn't like historical show about him. It's about Dagna. Is
1: Dagna, uh, like CGI'd in (laughs) to like actual footage of Stavon or (laughs) is (laughs) No!
0: No, this is just a kids sh- it's strictly in the circle. It's okay. just a kids show. That's how I see it because this is like the moment this is a show to bring to all the kids to make them feel better about I don't know like the tenth blight or whatever it is in the future. Oh my god. It's like it's based on history but it's just like a dramatization of Dagna's adventures through the circle. It's such a cute
1: like little <laughs> children's show. I can't wait. So, we're on our way back to, to go, you know, get Dagna to get here and do her show. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: back to Orzmar yet again. Damn it.
5: Hello, how can I... Oh, it's you. Oh. It's been, well, quite a while. Enough time to get to the circle and back, I hope. Oh, please tell me what they said.
1: Accept it for first. I
5: can't believe it. There hasn't even been a Dwarven Observer in the Circle since Yerelden in the 13th century! Uh, I, I, I need to pack! No, my parents would get suspicious. I need to go! Is there anything I should bring? Books? Tuition?
1: Tuition? Nothing the mages need?
5: Then I should go before my parents come looking for
1: me.
0: Um...
5: If you ever go to the Circle again, maybe I'll see you there.
0: He's gonna run away? Um... That's sad. I, we gotta get the fuck out of here, right? now. Not we, gonna say goodbye to anyone.
5: I
1: can't anymore. Yeah, I. I literally. I thought cannot.
0: we did the. I thought we did one nice thing. And then we find out that we just ruined. And she just life. yeah, she's just gonna run away, not tell anyone.
1: So Dagna just up and goes, not telling anyone that yeah, she's leaving to she's the circle. she's like, she
0: doesn't have the blessing of her father. She's just like. Oh, my God! I'm allowed in the circle I'm leaving now. Like she doesn't even go inside to get anything. She just walks away, and that's where the title sequence comes in. <laughs> Runs away without a single thing on her back. And you know what
1: happened for a two-week journey. This is what happens in the uh because this ties into the season finale of uh season one of Dagna's Circle. Oh, does it now? Yes, okay. So the Mr. Mosby like uh Templar yeah. gets wind that <laughs> Dagna's uh father does not know that she's here.
0: Okay, so so like in the intro, we kinda know that she didn't tell anyone that she left, but yeah. when she gets there she says that she got permission from her family, and yeah. it's not until the finale that the Templar... Like,
1: it, it's like it's like a two-part season finale. Oh. And so, like, uh, the first part, the Templar finds out, okay. and he's like, oh, the Templar left on some sort of business. He'll be <sighs> back. And it's like a normal episode, and, like, she achieves something so big. Oh. And then as she uh, achieves it, like, she's like, I can't... I'm just so happy, and all of a sudden, he's like, I never want to leave! And all of a sudden boom, comes the door. (laughs) And it's like, Dagna? And it's like, daddy? Fade to black. Oh, no. And then, like, the whole last episode is her and her father arguing, you know, why, you know, she should stay here and all that. And the Templar's really trying to egg it on. But then, like, she does something so magical and so great. Yeah. And then the Templar sees it in her for the first time. Like, what she's able to accomplish. And then, like, she's about to leave, like, her dad's about to drag her out. And then the (gasps) Templar's like, when she belongs
0: here. Oh my god. <laughs> and it ends with them having like a better understanding and yeah. maybe the father still like not happy with it and that can be like a, a growing plot thread yeah. into the next season where like now the father really wants to bring Dagna home and isn't approving of her despite her like accolades. Yeah. And I'm just imagining like a BuzzFeed article. <laughs> of like things about Dagna's circle that are true to real life and things that aren't. And I just imagine like she really was the first person to create the blah, blah, blah rune. (laughs) And like, but however, in the show, it shows that Night Enchanter, blah, 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 was in the temple, was in the circle despite him ending his uh, run as Night Enchanter, blah, 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 blah. Like I can see.
1: You can see it in your like.
0: Yeah. It's like childhood historical fiction. Oh, my goodness. I love this show. No, this show is great. I want to see it. This is amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. It's
1: going to do well for kids. It's well for
0: families. Yeah, because you're learning about history, Mm -hmm. but you're also getting to learn about... Lessons. Yeah, lessons. Just lessons about valuing people in a community where they're not normally, like, they're not the typical people that would be there, but learning that they also have their passions and their desires and their things that they can contribute to the community. You don't have to be as much of a prodigy like Dagna. You can just be enthusiastic about whatever you want, and there's always a place for you. And you can have, like, her friends that have their own lessons. I can see it being a really beautiful show. Oh, definitely.
1: That concludes, uh,
0: circle camp. circle camp. Because that went really quickly. (laughs) Let's see, what else can we do? Um, we can go to the lake and see if we can find Sten's sword. Yeah, I have to walk all the way back. In the cold. Dark. Gloomy. Night. Snowy. Fight. Trees. Trees. You know the adjective, Trees. (laughs) Lake Cal... Lake Callenhad.
1: Unfortunately, we are not involved in the beautiful series, Dagna's Circle. So we have to travel on our own and do our own stuff. Yes. So <laughs> we decided to go to Lake Callenhad so that we could uh, go on this mission to find Sten his fucking sword.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of sad. If you remember, Dagna says it takes two weeks to travel between these places. And so we went two weeks to the circle two weeks back to Orsmar and now two weeks back to Lake Halenhad, which is right next to the circle again.
1: <laughs> you know what would I have been mean? weird? Like, if Dagna was accompanying us to... The we circle. should have just walked her there. Yeah, i would be like, come on, Dagna. We, kind of, we broke a family. We broke a family. <laughs> we broke
0: up a family. We thought we did a nice thing, and she just leaves without a word. And... She just runs off without us helping her. Are we sure we even, she even got to the circle? Ah, oh, shush, 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 shush. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to think about it. I don't want to think Let's about it. Let's assume she did. Because, you know, there's people out there, right? There's people fighting the Darkspawn everywhere we go mm-hmm. nowadays. So she's going to be safe on her way to the circle.
1: Imagine she gets to the circle. Wow, that really only took a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she was just totally wrong. She was totally wrong. Um, <laughs> we make our way to Lake Callanhad in search of Sten's sword.
5: Back off! I was here first.
4: Oh, there we go. You haven't seen yeah. a sword lying around here, have you? Why,
0: you looking to buy one? Only if it's a kunari plate. Uh, no, but my very large angry friend here is. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, go for it.
5: Oh, is he?
0: Uh, well, that's...
5: Uh, see, I'd like to sell you one, but I don't... Uh, have any myself. I knew the guy who was here before me. He sold me this spot. Said he found giants and all kind of crazy valuables. He didn't mention that he'd taken everything but the bones and the dirt already. His name's Ferrin, squirrely little bastard squirrely. if you ask me. Which you didn't, but I said it anyway. Where is he? He was going to Uzumar, he said. I imagine he's gotten there by now. If you find him... Two wigs, people. It was a piss out of him. Ah.
0: So, our journey takes us to find this scavenger who, lucky enough, actually does know about the sword.
1: Yeah, I'm probably like kind of shocked. Yeah, really?
0: It's like, oh, you mean this guy who wasn't there before this quest started that just <laughs> happens to be looking at dead bodies outside the lake? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, I kind of know something about the sword. Yeah, he's very conveniently there. And we find out that the sword is now in the hands of someone named Fa- Farin. Farin and he's none other than at orzmar <laughs> i thought we would be done
1: it's every t- it's like literally we leave orzmar to- and plans on never coming back I had to come back to get that girl to get her show now i've to go back <laughs> there to get a damn sword what else is next i don't know
0: i don't know uh but we go to Lake lecaunhad and then we have to go all the way back um and we meet Farron at that uh, kind of marketplace right outside of the gates of Orzammar, so we're still in the mountains, and we approach this man about the sword here. Brandon. Brandon. It's been so long.
1: Brandon. My god, if we have to go back to that awful place. <laughs> to the deep Rose? Or just to or- Orzammar? Orzammar. The, the worst place in the world. <laughs> Damn.
7: Fair. There
1: you go. So, uh... Your back, Oz.
6: give me the shit. What can I do for you?
5: I'm looking for a sword? kill what? I'm sorry, I, uh, I don't know what that.
6: Where is my sword? Oh, I, I, I don't know what you mean, sir. I'd give it to him if I were you,
2: fair. I don't have it. I swear by Andraste's knickers I sold it on the way here.
1: Oh, who did you sell it to?
2: A dwarf near Redcliffe. Dwin, I think
7: his name Dwin.
0: was. Dwin, remember him? Wait, Dwin, I know him. That's the dwarf that we convinced to help us. Remember that? <gasps> yes! We talk to Farron, and we find out he also doesn't have the sword. He sold it to Dwin.
1: See, this is the thing. This is the thing I have a problem with. Okay. I hate going back and forth. Between all these damn places. Okay? (laughs) Ferelden isn't small. No. I can't warp somewhere. (laughs) Everything is taking me months to cross.
0: Yeah, but this is for Sten. Oh, for Sten. Our good friend. Our
1: good friend who says I'm stupid.
0: Oh, but see, this is how we're going to gain his trust.
1: But this is the thing. I shouldn't be trying to get him something for him to gain my trust. You could just talk to me.
0: But it's not material. It's... It's something, something that cares about him. Yeah. yeah, so I'm willing to make that trek, even if it takes however the heck long it takes to go between place to place. This
1: is like a please just like me mission.
0: <laughs> it really is. Um, so Dwayne, if you remember, is the dwarf that we met in Redcliffe. So we have to go back to Redcliffe. We're now on stop number three to find the sword. Yeah, the circle takes two weeks. Jeez, we spent a whole, like, two months looking for this one sword. Hello, my fellow thugs. Phew, some fight.
6: Reminds me why I left Orzammar in the first place. I could use your help with
0: Darkspawn.
6: If I wanted to fight Darkspawn, I'd have stayed in Orzammar. No thanks.
0: Okay, well, I'm looking for the Canari sword you bought. Now, why
6: would you be interested in that? It's mine. <sighs> you know, Farron didn't mention the giant he took it from was alive. Why don't you give the sword and we'll go? Should we do that? I don't want to pay for it. It's in my strong box. Here's the key. Now, why don't you leave me alone?
0: It's like a trap. I don't see any strong boxes in there. Oh, there it is. Sten sword! Oh, you just took the money in there too? Okay. Bye. Wow, that was easy. See what happens when you make friends along the way? You remember their names? They just... They give you stuff. <laughs> oh my god. Imagine if he didn't like us. That would have taken forever. He would be
1: like, What the fuck you need that for?
0: Bitch. I'll kill you for it. Jesus. Well, that was simple, wasn't it? It was extremely simple. It was kind of like, It's in the box.
1: Do you think Dwin was... How long was he waiting like that with his two goons behind him?
0: I mean, that's exactly how he found him last time. Do you think all he does is just stand there at the door, (laughs) like, waiting for someone to enter? (laughs) (laughs) Because there's not even any furniture in this room. Like, there's
1: not even any place to sit. That's how he finds, like, you know, how he just throws his parties. Like, I'm just imagining, he's like, are you guys ready for a party? And then he's just, like, standing at that while, like, that song from the Six Flags commercial plays.
0: Like, lights. And they just stand there like... yeah no one in this town messes with us (laughs) we can have our parties in peace let's go boys (laughs) doing shots this is fun you know we should get a chair (laughs) um so but yeah he's just like you know what since i know you just take this key and leave me alone and go get the sword and we do that and we also take like everything else that was in the same <laughs> chest, including <laughs> money. <laughs> it's like,
1: I'll think it was like, thank you for the sword. Win. By the way, I took some money. Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs> um, but it was, it was just a very simple endeavor. It yeah. really was
6: strange. I had almost forgotten it. Completion. Are you sure you are a gray warden? I think you must be an Ashkari to find a single lost blade in a country at war.
1: You're welcome. Sir.
6: I would thank you for this if I knew how. Oh. And I could deliver a much more satisfying answer to the Arishok's question. If the blight were ended, don't you agree?
1: Absolutely.
6: Then lead the way.
1: Yay. Oh. We're down.
0: This conversation happens back in the camp with Sten, finally reunited with his precious sword.
1: I swear to God, he's going to like just... Wave that sword everywhere. The like, guy, look, I got a sword. I got my
0: sword. He's
1: like, I'll just let him have his moment.
0: Yay! He's like play fighting with it. <laughs> like, I have my sword. <laughs> look at it swing. <laughs> Morgan's like, if you don't fucking stop right now,
1: I I'm gonna will poke put an eye out with that fu- thing. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, since we finished Sten's mission, I think it is time now for us to do. Shale's mission.
0: Yeah, and what do you know? This takes us back for the third time. I've had enough. That's what this episode <laughs> is. It's,
1: it just, Orzammar keeps pulling me back into its disgusting clutches. Yeah,
0: even though technically it's in the Deep Roads, the entrance to the Deep Roads is in Orzammar. So, like, in-universe, we would have had to have entered Orzammar again to get there.
1: I'm just imagining, like, the citizens, like, have you not just, just fucking le- you just leave already? <laughs> It's like, I feel like when we walk back into Orzovar, we're like slumped down, just walking not like okay. slow, like, hi. We're back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I know. You like Balin. Stab, stab. Stab, stab. All right, I know. you're dead. I ain't paying six bits. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't paying six bits, but keep trying, honey. And <laughs> in universe we do that. But for us, we just make it straight to Kadash Taig, which again is Shale's family Taig that her house is named for, and we just make our way fighting darkspawn and enemies all the way down to hopefully spark her memory of this area. Alright, alright,
7: alright, 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 right, ladies?
0: Yeah? Hello? What is colder than ice cold? I mean, what- ice freezing. <laughs> I said... What
3: is it's even cold. colder than ice cold? <laughs> ice. It's freezing. Amen. This is it. Kadash
0: Tig. Yes. <laughs> this this is, is where you're from. from.
3: Perhaps. It may also be where I was found. These ruins are always overrun by vermin. There may be something noteworthy further in,
0: however. Let's find out. I'll plan to go further in anyway, so. So, it seems like Shale is having a little bit of... A crisis? <laughs> yeah, basically a crisis. Is I don't everyone think- in this episode having a crisis? Pretty much. Everyone's either super happy or having a crisis <laughs> of self. Um, but I don't think she- anything is like rekindling in her memories, but she's just kind of walking around like, so this would be the place that I came from. Like, she's not yeah. super sure of what to make of everything yet. I don't know if she lived here, because how long ago... Was shale supposed to have been made? Like,
1: wasn't it 2,000 years ago? Was it? I Wasn't like, thousands of years ago? I thought it was a hundred. I don't know.
0: Because if that's the case, then she would have to be older than the Blight, which would mean that she comes from the time when the Deep Roads were still, like, sprawling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So maybe she did used to live here before it was, like, broken down and run down. Maybe mm-hmm. she is older than the blight. Yeah. That might make sense, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's something we should look into. Definitely. But it's interesting, if she is from a time before the first blight, that's actually extremely interesting.
1: Because, like, she do you think
0: she was uh, made for the first blight? (gasps) Oh, that might be the case, because golems were... Pivotal in ending the first blight. Mm -hmm. I think they mentioned that. That like golems were one of the biggest defenses to ending the blight. Yeah. So maybe that is the case. Yeah. That would make sense. Huh. Yeah. Didn't Keridan say (laughs) like you were one of the only women to step forward. And we didn't really talk about what they were actually fighting for. (laughs) But that would make sense if they were fighting the blight. Because the golems were a huge part of that okay so yeah if she was she was, she would have been from a time before the blight which means that she really did live here
1: part of me feels like I want to watch like just a little tiny like short of like just Shale's origins as a dwarf yeah as a dwarf and oh, like wow. imagine she just really wanted to be part of the human world as well oh and like she's like you know what I've always wanted to see
0: pigeons
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what is a pigeon what is a pigeon I'm sure I would love them <laughs>
1: I would never hurt
0: one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's so sad. Like, if Shale does truly get memories back, that would be such a whirlwind to be like, I lived here and this is what became of it. She would be one of the few living souls to, like, remember a time back then and have to face... It's like corruption in yeah. the current day. It's really messed up. I hope, almost for her sake, that she doesn't get her memories it's, back.
1: It's like that, uh, well, besides memories, because I feel like that would be painful yeah. to watch. It's like in Futurama, even though the show Futurama is someone from the year 1999 gets sent a 1,000 years into the future to the year 3,000. Oh, okay. And... Um, there are some episodes that deal with, you know, he has to deal with his family's all gone. Oh. And, like, he does have, like, his distant relative, who is yeah. technically his nephew, and he's, like, a 100-something years old. Oh. And he's still, like, 20-something, so it's weird. <laughs> um, but there are specific episodes where he's dealing with the loss of his family, and, you know, he can never right the wrongs that he had or, like, wow. fix the be- the... The relationship's because they're dead. And he's <laughs> never going to see them again. And wow. It's
0: sad. That's really sad. Yeah. So you think Shale might be having like that same kind of time travel thought? Like, yeah. The only memories I have of being a dwarf were so long ago, and now I'm a golem, and all I can remember is being a golem. Yeah. And then she suddenly is hit with this rush of memories of what her life once was. Mm-hmm. Her family's gone. And how that's all like unrecoverable. Mm-hmm. And her home is gone. Yeah, and especially knowing how important family is to dwarves, mm-hmm. that would be probably even extra sad to be like, this thing that you're supposed to hold higher than anything is totally just eradicated for her. So, uh, <laughs> on that note! Happiness! <laughs> Yay, let's see if she recovers her memories. I almost don't want it to happen at this point. <laughs> I, like, just start falling asleep a little bit. What? Did you just notice that? What? I just, like, slightly fell asleep for a second. Really? Yeah. That's what
1: happened to me, uh, back... Back before, when I was like running into a oh. right after the Elven thing, how Elven people helped us. Oh, yeah, that's what happened to me. I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah,
3: there's nothing. What is play. this? This, this I remember. It, it has dates and names. This is to honor those who volunteered, those who became columns, and, and there is my name shale of house Kadash just as keratin said i remember now i remember shale that was me this is a lot Ooh, very you remember that's wonderful Yeah. wonderful to remember being a soft squishy creature of flesh perhaps i will need to think on these things i have learned perhaps i will speak to it of them soon for now, let us carry on as we have.
1: Plus 23. Damn, Shale loves us. Seriously. And
7: Stevante
4: what? I feel sun through the ashes in the sky.
1: Thus ends another exciting episode of
0: Dagnus Circle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this was a more exciting episode of Dagnus Circle than it was of Enchantment Podcast. Yeah, for sure. Because most of what we did was side quests, <laughs> but there was a lot of character growth in them at least.
1: And we went through a lot of character keys
0: Yeah, there, there was a lot to gain from this time, even if it wasn't like plot driving. Yeah, We learned more about Shale, we learned more about the way Liliana, Zeverin, Alistair, yeah. like a little bit... Win, you know, if everyone yeah. got in today, and next we can go to Denarim. Go to Denarim. Now that we've gotten all of our side quests out of the way, we can meet back up with Arlyman and say, you know what? We're ready to start planning this lands Meet. And murder Logate. You're going to murder him? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just kill him. <laughs> I mean, the plan's to vote him out, right? Not kill him. You just want to kill him. Um, so, to follow us along on our journey, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at EnchantmentCast. You can email the show at EnchantmentPodcast at gmail.com. You can join us on our Discord server. And you can support us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month you can get exclusive access to channels in discord and for as little as five dollars a month get access to bonus episodes so please we hope you support the show or rate and review us on apple podcasts and as always i'm brandon and i'm manny and we're very thankful for you listening to enchantment
1: and enjoy the rest of your stay at dagna's magic kingdom